Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. Silence again. Uh, <laughs> really? It still feels weird that Andy's not saying his name. I don't know about you, but it still feels weird to me. What we need is one of those puppets, like a Muppet-style thing that can just talk. I'm Andy. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. We could. Yeah, it does feel like I'm sort of waiting for that next voice to come through on yours, but I'm sure that'll pass soon enough anyway. Because, you know, it was me and you to begin with, wasn't it? Well, right at the beginning, it was only you. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you had this crazy plan, this crazy idea to invite me on. I know. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And then the craziness got even more crazy, and you actually asked me on as co-host. <laughs> and then it got even crazier when I asked Andy if he wanted to come on, and so forth. <laughs> Around these periods of time, had you had any sort of serious head injuries? <laughs> I think I did. I think I really did. <laughs> well, they counted for head injuries. Boom! <laughs> So, Salty Tadpoles, if you want to be our third host or, or fourth host at this point, come on our show and then you never know, you might become a host. <laughs> Especially if Gemma's, you know, bumped ahead getting into the car or something, your chances are really good at that stage that <laughs> you will be in. <laughs> yep, blood all gushing down my head. Yeah, I'll pick anybody. <laughs> It gets in your eye. You can't see the person or the picture of them properly. And you just go, yeah, I'll go. That'll do me. I'll be fine. Yeah, the blood seeps into my ears. I can't even hear the person. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Talking Codswallop, everybody. I think I said that already. So, James, how have you been this week? Well, unfortunately, it's been a bit of a bugger of a week because... Oh, that's right, James. Bring it all down. <laughs> uh, well, you know, with Andy gone, someone's going to drag it into the pits of despair <laughs> but yeah i've been a bit well i'm gonna th throw this out actually for some advice from people okay i have been getting back into going to the gym and i've had to basically stop going to the gym because i have done something pretty awful to my elbow now i'll actually start the jokes because like something suggested repetitive strain injury <laughs> which handy wank with well the answer is I'm right-handed, so it's not going to be this side of me. But what actually happened is I was doing lifts at the gym, 
and my elbow had been hurting slightly and then it basically got to intensive pain so I knew I had to stop doing anything but I'm occasionally still getting like a burning in my elbow or portion of it now to give people an idea I did break this elbow many 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 years ago I'm trying to look out if it's like a tendon related issue so what I'd like is if anybody with any medical knowledge can give me some advice I've got like various different supports I can try and it is easing off slightly, but I know even when I've tried to do a little bit of a lift with weight, it's been painful. So if anyone can advise stuff to put on or stuff to try, it would be greatly appreciated because I'm just feeling a bit crappy with it. So I've just been feeling rather aching. On top of that, you know, despite my young, you know, uh, wonderful exterior, I have arthritis. So, oh, bless you. <laughs> uh, my joints, which probably is part of the elbow issue, have been killing me because it's like free, even with the heating on, I still feel cold. So, yeah, uh, it's been a bit shitty. I've been getting up feeling crap, going to bed feeling crap, but, you know, these things happen. It could be worse. But you still would like to get it resolved if possible, definitely. So if anybody can advise, I bought like an actual support that supposedly helps if there's tendon damage and things like that that express interest. But if anyone can advise stuff that could speed the process up, in fact, for a laugh, I might actually take a picture of all of the various different pills I take. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old man pill cabinet for me at the moment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it's supposedly going to help with stuff. So, yeah, if anyone knows any, anything that can speed things up. And I've also been trying something called a anti-inflammatory gel. But if anyone can advise, because the salty tadpoles do do the best to help us with stuff. So Yeah, well, I was wondering if it was like, Water had got trapped. You know, like you can sometimes get water in your joints and stuff. Possible. Yeah. Possible. I wonder if it was maybe that. Have you have you actually been to the doctor? I've not. But what the <laughs> I mean, but looking enough on stuff, to be honest, I don't think the doctor would actually do very much for me. Uh, when I've looked into it online, they've said it can be things like you know, te- um, a bit like tennis elbow because. Okay, yeah, you can take the mic as much as you want on the repetitive strain injury joke, but it can be that to a degree that I've just been overdoing it. So, but obviously, I, I want to make sure I fix myself properly so it doesn't reoccur and I don't have any yeah. any uh, issues from it in the future. So, you people used to laugh on car corner. <laughs> We've now gone <laughs> to medical corner. How are you doing medically, Gemma? <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to explain the reason why I laughed a minute ago. Only because, like, instead of going to a professional doctor, you've gone to the salty tadpoles for help. <laughs> Which, you know, a trusty group of people, I'm sure. But, you know, <laughs> they're not necessarily medical professionals. <laughs> But if you are out there and you are a medical professional, I'm sorry, I'm not insulting you. <laughs> not to knock the medical profession, but these were the people who couldn't work out my back problem for years and years. Well, so. <laughs> I mean, there's that. There's uh, Yeah, they're also the people that after five years of being in extreme pain with a gallbladder problem, they just kept giving me tablets for like IBS and stuff like that, ah. which to be fair, masked the pain. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it it was the fact that, say the gallbladder is like 10 centimetres wide, all the way round, obviously. The stone that had formed in there was like nine centimetres round. <laughs> so it was like, hmm, I'm going to have that removed now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 
So yeah, so for five years they uh they didn't diagnose me correctly. So I'm in agreement there, really. I mean, not that we're knocking med- you know, the doctors and medical people, but it, there are elements where things can go a bit wrong. Yeah. Interesting, Gemma, when you mentioned the gallbladder, did it just get to a point where it was so inflamed, etc., where you knew it had to come out, or did someone take a look at your symptoms and go yep you're gonna have to remove have that removed well it was my decision to have it removed they could have just removed the stone but they said that there's also risk that it could happen again and at that point i was just like no just take it all out i don't i don't care anymore yeah it was like the last year that i was in pain with it well maybe six months let's say it was literally like, because I know, I know that at the moment, one of our lovely salty tadpoles, Jamie, is currently suffering with a gallbladder as well. So he knows what I'm talking about. So basically, it's like your stomach blows out. Well, I wasn't overly skinny at the time, but it was like my stomach was blown out that I looked like I was nine months pregnant. Ow, God. Yeah. And that was all sort of like built up, you know, not to be graphic, but wind. <laughs> but it was like really, really painful that if I laid down, I couldn't get comfortable. If I laid on my stomach, it was unbelievably painful. I was constantly being sick and that was the only way that I was feeling better with it, with the yeah. pain, because um, it was relieving some of it. But yeah, it was just a continuous thing that, you know, like there was times when I was actually like, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to survive this. This is so painful. You know, like I actually thought that I was going to die. It was so bad. Um, it was probably my brain being a little bit over dramatic as well, because it was like often four o'clock in the morning or whatever. But, you know, it still the amount of times I had to go to like A&E towards the end. And then that's when it was diagnosed properly that it was a, a gallbladder problem. And yeah, the ball started rolling, so to speak. I know people who've had gallbladder stuff. The common you said about like going to hospital and sort of maybe it sounds like we're knocking medical professions or i sound like i am but i'm not i owe my life to the medical field so i'm not not oh yeah but it it gave me a flashback to one of my friends he had problems with his appendix Mm. basically various doctors were sort of saying to him no it's just a bit inflamed you'll be okay we'll leave it take medicine and it got to the point where he he was feeling really ropey went to the doctors and like We've got to get you into hospital now because your appendix is about to burst. Yeah. And if your appendix bursts, you know, it's game over. So they got him in, thank God. But if, if he, you know, it's one of these things where if he, if he just left it and ignored it, well, ugh, not yeah. good. It's hard to it's hard to imagine, isn't it? But at the end of the day, yeah, like you said, we're not mocking the medical profession because they do a they do an amazing job. I can't speak highly enough for them. I mean, obviously, there's a few that probably don't work quite as hard as the others, but you know, still. But at the same time, because they're so stretched with things, yeah, a lot of things are missed because of like budget cuts and stuff like that, and you know, the the fact that jobs are cut as well, so. They they don't have as much time with patients as they did when like when I was a kid, for example. No, I, I can agree with. I, I yeah. totally agree with. But yeah, so yeah, it's a bit weird that I've got into a medical discussion. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is how it naturally goes in the talking cards wallop. Hashtag <laughs> darling listeners for for advice. But no, any of them who are into sort of sports, weightlifting stuff like that, who can give me a bit of advice, I would uh, I would greatly appreciate it and. Just because I know this will make you happy, Gemma. Okay. I did go for a Swedish smash ass. Oh, good. <laughs> did make me feel a bit better because the various aches and pains have been another thing that's annoying me. But probably it's just 
cold weather, etc. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm on the mend, but I'm not on the mend as quick as I want. So yeah, any advice, greatly appreciated. Yeah. Well, that's good. And hopefully that will come flooding in via our Facebook page and then you can see it all directly. That'll be quite handy. But if not, obviously I'll forward it on. So if there's any like tweets or Instagram. If something abusive messages like, you know, <laughs> he deserves suffering. Oh, no. If anyone wrote that, then I'm sorry. You're getting blocked. <laughs> Kablock. Kablock you, kablock you. <laughs> no, you don't deserve anything bad. You do need to be all healed and looked after. It would be nice to yeah to wake up and not feel achy. Yeah. In the great scheme of things, that could be a lot worse. But yeah, if anyone can help, that would be greatly appreciated. Greatly, greatly. Well, good. My week's been fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I was about to ask that. No, you, I do. <laughs> you, you sneak in there, how has your week gone? What have you been up to? To be honest, I haven't really done much this week. I've been playing nurse, not in a sexy way. Dude face has got a cold at the moment, so uh, I've been looking after him. But he's looked after himself as well, obviously. He's he's not too much of a drama queen, it doesn't seem, when he's ill. So And work, really. It's not been that fun of a week. I went to see a film last Friday, which I really enjoyed, and... I get the feeling that James has mixed feelings about this film. Um, I went to see Birds of Prey and sort of behind the scenes, me and James had a little bit of a debate about this film and it didn't get heated because it doesn't really get heated between the two of us, does it? But yeah, we won't spoil anything if anyone's not seen this film. But just out of curiosity, James, what was your viewpoint on this film? I was going to ask you to go first because you had the the, <laughs> the more pleasant take than I did. The problem I had with it is that, so they made it, I, I get why they went in the, the way they did with it. They wanted to make, because uh, Harley Quinn has been like their, other than say Wonder Woman, has been their big sort of property that are, for the DC film standpoint that has sold well and has got a load of interest. Yeah. So they made a film focused on that, but they also then decided to tag Birds of Prey characters onto it. Now, elements of the film were interesting so they sort of tried to marry into the, the old stuff by saying she was no longer with this is not giving a lot away but she's no longer with the Joker and it's where it goes from there so the film's an 18 because it gives them license to swear and be so we say uh, realistic to how you'd react to things um, it happened but what I think they were trying to do was copy Deadpool yeah I agree with that because they had Harley doing uh, you know a monologue to the camera and breaking the fourth wall. And Margot Robbie is a good actress, and that she plays Harley Quinn well, but to me, it didn't work as a film. I got the impression with some of the people in it, so um, Ewan McGregor's in it, and I kind of got the feeling that he'd not been given much direction what his character was supposed to do. He sort of just almost playing a generic bad guy, and then he suddenly went a bit camp. But I think the big problem, I saw this in other reviews after I'd seen it, and I have no problem with female empowerment. It's all good. Mm. But pushing this message of throughout the film that if you're a woman, you're strong and resilient, which is cool, which is, makes a lot of sense. But if you're a man, you're basically an idiot and the root of all evil sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. I think because I don't, I live in such a sheltered little bubble that I don't really see or feel any of that kind of stuff. I kind of missed that aspect of things but i can after we had a conversation about it off mic you know like in our chat i could actually see where you were coming from with that and yeah i'm i'm all for this sort of 
you know, like obviously, like you said, woman empowerment is, you know, fantastic and all, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it needs it really. Not, not too much. Cause it's like, you know, with, um, uh, Endgame. Yeah, we must be having a psychic link. So I was just thinking that very soon because we discussed yeah. that ages yeah. ago when the film came out. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. It was, uh, is it uh, the bit you were going to say was, um, you know, when all the girls lumped together oh, yeah. and they were like, she's not alone. She's with us. <laughs> and it's like, seriously, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> and, you know, this is coming from, from a female. So, you know, do with it as you wish. But, you know, it's kind of still, if if we're supposed to be all girl power, he you know like man power kind of thing. I don't know if man power is quite the right terminology or whatever. But you know, if everybody wants to be treated equally, surely we shouldn't be mm-hmm. pushing it down people's faces then. Because if you look at say the film Wonder Woman, that is focused solely on a woman. It's her. It's her film. It, yeah. You know, you'll also look at the Amazonian warriors in it. But no, she is the backbone of the film. She's this this strong uh, warrior who goes out and does what she needs to do. Takes on, well, in that case, it is all men, because it's all the men who are fighting the war. But never once do you sort of have Chris Evans, uh, sorry, Google, that's a slip, uh, Chris Pine's character as a um, sort of bumbling idiot. Mm. He's just on an equal footing with her. And I was actually listening prior to when we, a very interesting observation about Birds of Prey, and I had not thought about this until I was actually listening to Tell Them Steve, Dave, and they were saying in that film, the way she was sort of like the violence towards some of the male characters, if you'd done a role, a gender swap on it, they'd been like, the, the uproar in the media would have been unbelievable. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, it's an odd one. I mean, the sad thing on Birds of praise i don't think it really ever need to be a birds of prey film it could have just been harley on her own or with a few other people who were maybe nondescript and it's well it's not because i've been doing gangbusters at the box office and on reviews so no, not at all no i think people have still got um nightmares of uh um what was she in originally uh suicide squad yeah. which i actually like I quite like that film. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was the worst film in the world, but um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't my favourite either. But uh, but then I love Harley Quinn, so it's kind of like anything that she's in. You know, kind of, I'm always excited to go and see. You know, so that's uh, probably she's probably my DC character. You know, I mean, it's nothing against the character. It's nothing anything against the idea of what they did with the film. It just didn't seem to click. And it sort of almost felt like it'd been a rushed production. You know, somebody was sort of saying for all the money they would have put into it, they seemed very much reliant on doing slow-mo fights. And and it, and I hate to say this, I saw this in a comment about the film before it came out, and I've got to agree, the costumes looked cheap. They did, actually. Yeah, they did, because it was like, well, I mean, yeah, her T-shirt's just printed her name on it, mm. isn't it? But, I, I mean, to be honest, because I haven't got the comic book as a reference when I'm watching these films, because as yeah. everybody knows, I don't read the comics. But, you know, there's quite often people have got the argument that it's not true to the nature of the comic or it's not, you know, whatever. Because you said that, didn't you? You said it wasn't in keep with the, the comic. And that it's not always a bad thing if things aren't. I'm not yeah. trying to go uber nerdy and geek on it. I'm just saying that. And and people will disagree with me, and they're welcome to. And I, I, 
Um, but I just don't feel it worked as a film. Uh, it, was, no. it didn't click with and sit, I can generally sit and watch most things and find something good. I mean, it will never, I mean, look, you know, being honest, I enjoyed Birds, Birds of Prey, the emancipation of Harley Quinn, uh, whatever the hell it's called now, because it's supposed to change the title and try and mark it again. It's never going to be as bad as The Mutant Chronicles, which is a film where I nearly fell asleep watching it. It was that appallingly bad and long-winded and crap beyond belief. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know what's going to go on with these sort of films. I mean, they've just recently uh, they've there's been some sneaky set pictures from the new Batman film, and you know that frankly, this is the way they're going to design Batman. This is not going to look very good. But what do I know? You know, everybody thought Daniel Craig would be awful as Bond. Well, not everybody, but there's a large proportion of people, myself in there, who didn't really work out Daniel Craig being cast as Bond and he's turned out okay. So, you know, what do I know? You never know. And, uh, like, I'm on the side of Robert Patterson that he's actually a really good actor. If you take... Yeah. Obviously, he's famous for the Twilight stuff, but if you take that out of the equation and actually look at his other work, oh, yeah. he's actually a really good actor. So he... I have nothing against him. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know you haven't, but there's other people out there that have and um, do a little bit more of a deep dive on him and you'll see that he actually has got, kind of has got the chops to do it, you know, kind of thing. But um, I mean, he's either going to pull it off or he's not. I mean, in my opinion, there's not really been a fantastic Batman film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you agree with me there because you're... You're more of that side of things, but you know, like you like Batman and stuff, don't you? But there isn't one that has always just completely wowed you, you know? Well, going off my thing on the Batman at the moment is just like visually, this doesn't look good. But I mean, I'm only looking at a shot from God knows what in a graveyard in Glasgow. So it may look wonderful on film. Um, it just is a very weird looking costume. I can generally see something good in all the people who play Batman. I know we really disagree on this, but I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he just wasn't served with a brilliant sort of script to work with. But we, I mean, I know I've just made a knock against something visually here, but like going back to Affleck, who's our most recent uh, iteration of Batman, physically he looked sort of perfect for the role. You played the great pissed-off, you know, angry Batman really well. Mm-hmm. But by Justice League, he'd sort of given up. Um, and when it came to doing his own sort of film, he was in such massive problems with alcoholism that I read a recent interview actually he did where he said that he showed the script to people and he said, this is a wonderful script that you've got, but if you do this film, you are going to drink yourself to death in the process of trying to do it, which is where he was like, right, okay, you know, I quit. Enough is enough. But you're right. I mean, some it, have we ever had a perfect spot on Batman? No, but there's been that many different versions of Batman. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to have one that's perfect. It is definitely. And um, it is, sorry, I'm just turning Twitter off a minute because I keep getting notifications. So, um, it is tricky, isn't it? Because it's just, I think everybody's got their own idea on what it should be like. And it's its never going to be right for everybody, really, is it? Because everyone's got that different viewpoint. Because like with regards to going back to um, Birds of Prey, yes. I was expecting it to be, because it's Harley Quinn, I was expecting it to be kind of like cheeky funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still really enjoyed the film. And I did enjoy the film. Didn't have quite the cheek factor, although I did like her um, fun gun that she had. 
<laughs> yeah, it was weird, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to talk about a film, isn't it? That, you know, like you're trying not to spoil things. <laughs> but no, Margot Robbie as an actress, I mean, she, I think she's fantastic. So, you yeah, know. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and who knows, because they are rebooting, which seems to be the bloody obsession at the moment. Yeah. But they're redoing a start from scratch bar, I think, her and one other character uh, from the the first Suicide Squad, they're doing another Suicide Squad film. So it may all pull together in that. You know, it may be great. It's, um, I don't know, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. I think part of the problem now is Chatsum to know who likes, you know, who has a passing interest in sort of superhero films. They're discussing the fact that we don't really have anything that interlinks because Marvel did so well doing, what was it like, have 10 films or something over this prolonged period of time. Yeah. And the problem DC had when the shit hit the fan for them, basically, is the fact that they were trying to rush to do this giant film universe and just failed. So, but hey, I'm pretty, you know, it's easy, what did they say? It's easy just to ride with him, to talk about the devil than ride with him yourself. So, <laughs> you know, I can chastise Warner Brothers and Hollywood, but until they give me a job, I'm I'm not really uh, in a position to uh, stay too much. No, and it sounds like to me I'm going to be the one who gets the job anyway because I've got the blinkers on that didn't see any of the negative stuff until we <laughs> talked about it. So. You'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, little girl. <laughs> no, no. When you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It's nothing like a bit of George Carlin to make your day. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you throw me out the studio, I probably will have to give Roadhead to get home, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that film so much. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that was an impromptu movie chat, um, but you, you just also referenced... <laughs> We've got all over the show. We've gone everywhere. We have, but you also just referenced the fact that you fell asleep during a film, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten which film it was that you said. It was the Mutant Chronicles. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I actually went to the cinema and watched Bad Boys for Life, and now, I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet or not, but I actually, um, I wasn't feeling 100%, and I was really, really tired, and basically we had the recliner seats. (laughs) <laughs> and I actually, I actually fell asleep throughout most oh. of the film. <laughs> oh. Luckily, I didn't snore, <laughs> and it was really, really loud. So I don't know how I managed to fall asleep, but I'm the kind of girl that can fall asleep in a nightclub. You know, it's <laughs> I've been found asleep many a time on somebody's shoulder. Obviously, somebody that I know, not a random person's <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's my movie review for Bad Boys for Life. I fell asleep. <laughs> that would definitely be, uh, uh, what does he always say, Will Smith? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I should tweet Will Smith and tell him? Yes. A hundred yes. Yes. And, and Jade and the rest of his family. Oh, yes. All of the Smiths. <laughs> Dear Smiths, <laughs> I'd love to discuss Bad Boys for Life with you, but 
the fact that you slept through it makes it difficult. <laughs> well, to be fair, I can discuss it because I didn't sleep through the entire thing. Right. Okay. I think I've got the gist of what the most important parts were. So we can certainly discuss it and then you can you can talk about it and then I can go, oh yeah, I did see that bit. <laughs> well, again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but all I'm going, I'm going to I do a couple of bounties with it, which uh, I was shocked by... Oh, God, no, this will give stuff away, so I can't say. I'll just say, I thought it was an okay film. I like that there was an element of little elements of probably realistic things that could happen. I was very shocked, very shocked with what happened to one of the main characters, and it was a very realistic way it was done. It, well, all I'll say is the death of the main character, and it was very realistically done, actually, on what happened. The only thing I'm a little confused by is... That must be the part you slept through. Don't I don't know, I, I'm literally sitting here, like, just laughing to myself because I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> From that description, that did not give anything away, everybody, because I do not remember that bit at all. <laughs> all I'm going to say is, I, they're making another one, and I don't really understand why or how. <laughs> through another one coming out. I don't know. <laughs> and I can't fathom that at all. My friend who saw it as well said, they're making another one. <laughs> Why? They should have just stopped on that one. <laughs> well, it was bad like a bad boys for life. So, you oh. know, maybe maybe it's just gonna be um I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be that they both died. This is just me speculating. <laughs> that they both died mm-hmm. and then it's gonna be bad boys for life in heaven it's possible oh yeah a wall breaks out between heaven and hell and they have to save heaven <laughs> this sounds like i'm sure i've heard of this i've heard of this film being made somewhere before <laughs> are you sure you haven't just been delving around in my brain <laughs> possibly yeah it's possible but i mean the other thing that got me with the bad boys film is will's 51 mm-hmm. my is 54 i'm only getting a bit old now <laughs> for doing those sort of films. You'd think so. But then then you've got the Tom Cruises out there, haven't you? Who's in his 50s as well. And, you know, as much as I don't like Tom Cruise, you have to say that he's in good shape. But to quote Will Smith, he said, upon making the Bad Boys film, he said he wanted to do as many stunts as he could. Started doing it and then realised, I am no Will, uh, no Tom Cruise and had to stop basically getting stuntmen to do stuff. <laughs> Yeah. On, on old cop films, have you heard they're supposed to be making another lethal weapon? I did hear that someone said, but I I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember who said it. So, well, it depends, doesn't it? Are they going to keep the original cast? I believe so. And oh. They're definitely getting on a bit, so... Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Google how old Mel Gibson is. He's, he's got to be in his 60s. I don't know how old Danny Glover is. Having met Danny Glover, though, he was seeming pretty good nick when I saw him. Yeah. Nice guy as well, very friendly. But Mel Gibson is 64 and Danny Glover is 73. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they both be retired police officers at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty certain that as well. Yeah, I think definitely they're going to be um, maybe in a nursing home or reminiscing of their past together, <laughs> maybe. Well... To be fair, they could be in a nursing home, and with the way Mel Gibson is, he could be shouting racist, nasty comments like an old person would do. So, yeah, could it may be. well work. <laughs> do you think that anyone's ever going to forgive Mel Gibson for his his outburst? Because, I mean, he, he was a good guy up until that point, and he's now trying to turn his life around. So, well, I believe that that is the case. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him, so... Get him on speed dial. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hello, Mel. How are you? <laughs> bring, bring. I don't know. I mean, probably, yeah, but it, I think he's been forgiven to a point, but I don't know. He's been, it was all a bit OTT. I mean, people have been, been forgiven for worse things, haven't they? Yeah. In Hollywood. So, yeah, I, I mean, his career, it, it's a difficult one. I don't, what was he thought? The last film that he did a sort of like a, a cop thing that I can remember with Vince Fallon. Uh, a bit ago, dragged over concrete that was frankly horrendously violent. Um, but that wasn't a bad film. Oh, I've not seen that one, so it's it, yeah. If you fell asleep halfway through that, you pray off the most intense nightmares ever. Um, <laughs> wouldn't need any cheese for dreams on that. You'd be, it'd just be like, oh. you leave those cheese comments yeah. to other podcasts, young man. <laughs> <laughs> James is, if you haven't been listening the last couple of weeks, James has been cheating on me with an Irish woman. Good Joanne. I'm a bad man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about cheese. I was going to say, like cheese and a cracker, I can be spread around. <laughs> <laughs> James is all man. He's got yeah. enough man to go around. Yeah. <laughs> Not all parts of him are like as flexible as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got arthritis and he's got a dodgy elbow, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still good. I, I'm still all right. I can still work on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another yeah. point. He doesn't work. He hasn't got a job, so he's free yeah. at all times. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Uh, yeah, perhaps we just sort of sidetracked into a bit so like Codville party on this one. We have. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite good actually. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't done celluloid. Uh, I haven't done celluloid Codswallop for a long time because somebody's been cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, actually, Gemma, have you got any codswallop from this week? Um, I don't. I think I'm codswallop free this week. That's good. I was driving home today and I was like, hmm, I don't think I've actually got anything. So, yeah. Mm, that's very, very good. I think the only one I've got on codswallop is probably just the, but it's not a real codswallop, is it? Codswallop is it? It's the. <laughs> There's something wrong with our speaking tonight. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm loving it because this is now I'm going to finally get to say it. James Dunn fucked up. Yay! <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's not a real codswallop, but it's just how it's how, and for our foreign listeners, you are getting an insight into the British psyche. How appallingly crap the weather has been oh, no. <laughs> James it's rain constantly although yesterday's weather was phenomenal because it went rain hail snow hail and rain again <laughs> <laughs> but James before we turned on the microphones we said no we're not going to talk about the weather <laughs> you know, brought it up I, I Help it. It's the only console that we've had. <laughs> oh, I've had, sorry. Crappy weather. <laughs> That's reminded me of something. So, you know, that British Problems um, uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a look at that. <laughs> but no, please continue on about how awful the weather is in this country. <laughs> well, being British, you've got to laugh. You have really got to laugh, though, because we are we're complaining about like prolonged bad weather. And there has been some bad flooding, so putting it into perspective, that has been terrible. But being British, when it's summer and it's hot, <laughs> the view from complaining is too hot. Yeah. So, uh, 
<laughs> we are never happy in this country, especially when it comes to the weather. We are good at queuing. We are. We're very good at queuing. So don't you, like, no other country needs to, I'm, I'm wagging my finger at my microphone because that really yeah. helps. <laughs> no other country could uh, could beat us on queuing, I don't think. Well, certainly the Germans couldn't. No. Because they don't seem to believe in queuing very much when I've no. been there. I may be wrong, but I think that might be the case for most European countries. Possible. Not just Germany. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know that I've been to places before and it's like that people have just walked in front of me and I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> then I'm like, I'm in your country now. I have to play by your rules. <laughs> it's true. That was definitely the case for France. They probably just heard my accent and was like, eh, yeah. I do not like you. You are British. <laughs> Garlic. Garlic. <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I can understand they get upset with just shouting random words at them. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was just looking up was on the Twitter handle, Very British Problems. As James was talking about the weather, I thought that would lead on very quickly to um, a couple of posts that they've made. You know, so I'm going to read a couple out. Interesting British conversations, number 126. Brit 1, yawns. Brit 2. Tired? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that a person's got a T-shirt on here that says, fight for your right to pour tea. Oh, that's painfully bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you. How are you, them? Good, good. And you? You well? You. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Don't ask again. You've already asked. Hang on. Did you already ask? Yes, I'm sure you did. Don't ask again. It's not too late to stop yourself. And how are you? You well? <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like when you go to the doctors. How are you? Well, <laughs> I used to always say I'm all right and then tell them. But now I'm honest and say, well, I'm boxing nobody well or I wouldn't be here, would I? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always, I always say that. I'm like, well, I'm here. So... <laughs> oh, here's one for you, James. Rain chat. <coughs> did you hear the rain last night? Yeah, it kept me awake. Same. What time did you go... <laughs> Sorry. What time did you go to sleep? Not sure. When did you? About three, I think. But then it woke me up again. Same. <laughs> I even went downstairs at one point. Yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> it's like it starts off saying that it kept them awake all night. <laughs> and then it's like, what time did you go to sleep? <laughs> God, this is such a familiar conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out. In this weather? No, in different weather. <laughs> okay, a couple more and then we'll move on because we have a fun story to talk about as well. Cue jumpers. May your biscuits <laughs> always fall in your tea. <laughs> Did you hear that or not? Because <laughs> you laughed before I even finished it. <laughs> uh I just like the sound of that. I'm also trying to imagine wearing that as a T-shirt and uh, confusing the hell out of people whose, uh, you know, first language isn't English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one for the Monday morning people. Sorry to say this one on a Sunday episode, but go on. Monday, off you go. You've had your fun. Now don't milk it. 
<laughs> yeah, don't milk it. Utterly ridiculous. <laughs> James is back, everyone, with his pup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's one more, okay, that I've literally just spied. Okay. I'm so bored. Should we do something then? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely have. If I can see like a teenage or student me having that sort of conversation. <laughs> I can definitely see that as well for myself. I mean, as well as as you probably as well. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's why I kind of did it almost in the voice of like almost a grumpy teenager, you know. <laughs> so, James, we have a story of the week. Dude. Well, we might have a couple, yeah. but uh, we definitely have one. Did you want to read the story of the week? Can you read this one? Because I, I want to vent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, the baby, yeah? Yes. Oh, my God. Of course it's got a really bad name. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I've just read the name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. A new mum says her son was left looking like Homer Simpson when she breastfed him and forgot that she was covered in fake tan. That's what the headline reads. Person whose name I cannot pronounce, age 20... I was getting ready to go out for a meal with my boyfriend, James Smith, who's got a normal name, <laughs> age 21. Well, it's Keezier, isn't it? Keezier is the girl's first name. Oh, Keezier. Surname I can't pronounce, so. No. Uh, Keezier Zolviak, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Zolviak. Jolfiak? Jolfiak? Keezier. You're fag. You're the, I don't know, balls to tease you. Yep. Okay, anyway, her. When her five-month-old Raph needed feeding, she said she went into the autopilot and started feeding him without realising she was leaving marks all over his, his face. She said, yes, I am bypassing her name. (laughs) When I looked down at Raph, I just burst out laughing. I couldn't believe the tan had left his mouth looking like Homer. Raph was asleep, so I thought I could squeeze in some tanning time, but he woke up starving (laughs) mid-tan. Oh, poor kid. (laughs) He's quite a cute kid as well. (laughs) Looks like he's got poo all over his face. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is the first and definitely last time I feed him with any of my tan still on. It hadn't actually occurred to me that the tan could transfer onto him. I took a picture and sent it to my girlfriends and they all laughed as well. Everyone is finding it hilarious and my mum rang me in tears as she found it so funny. She usually tans once a week and applies it in the evening before washing it before bed. So... It never comes into contact with her son. It took an hour for the panicking mum to remove the hilarious tanning fail from her baby boy's face, leaving her ready for her night out. She said, It took me a good solid hour to get the tan off of his face properly, but he found the whole thing hilarious. Yeah, because the baby would know what was going on. (laughs) I used baby oil, baby wipes, and he looked shiny and clean after. Fortunately, Bondi Sans Tan is really good for your skin. So that's fortunately, just in case I said unfortunately, but I think I said fortunately. And that is the end of that story. So, James. Oh, oh, oh God, it was so hilarious. Yes, my sides were splitting reading that. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, it is pretty cute, though. That kid with um, what looks like poo all over its face. <laughs> yeah. Cute baby. Poor child. She seems a harmless enough person. Strange on the picture, she has no tanning stuff on her face, from what I can see, which seems strange. But, you know, <laughs> the really cynical part of me knows, I mean, I'm like, hilarious, hilarious. How the friggin' hell is this hilarious? And I'm looking at it, I'm trying to think, you know, why would he go... I mean, firstly, you know, the guy who wrote this article, seriously, dude, is this honestly what you went to journalism school for, to put things in about tan tanning issues? Fake tan rubbing off on someone's baby's, you know, face? This yeah. is, the, you know, people are getting bombed in, like, Syrian places, but no, you have landed this thing to write on. <laughs> Just to give him credit as well, his name is Richard Hartley, uh, sorry, hyphen Parkinson. So, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hartley Parkinson, it's nothing against you personal, but uh, I feel for you. My my chest hurts thinking about what it must feel like putting this stuff together. <laughs> Just so hilarious that I my sides have split with the hilarity of this thing. But the really cynical part of me finds it very interesting that at the end, we have to learn. So we've learned all about this wonderful tanning product that has rubbed off on this child. And then you get to the end of it, and the cynical part of me thinks, Bondi Sands tanning product, eh? I think Kezia wants some free Bondi Sands products, don't you? Yes, I think so. That's good promotion for her and her baby, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, you can imagine now there's going to be like orange babies walking around all over the place <laughs> with all the mums going, oh, I want some free stuff. And um, Paul Rafe, Raph, whatever you pronounce his name as, when he's older, he can look back on this article. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to say, it's harmless. I'm just a bit grumpy because I'm looking at it. I'm just thinking, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like, because uh, um, I scroll down to the bottom and there's, like, people put comments. Mm -hmm. And uh, one person's written, regrets it so much, he decides to go public with it on a tabloid newspaper. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> who, <laughs> who knows what's in the tanning solution that she used, which could potentially be harmful for her baby um okay well apart from the, the up to the mooring moron part that was pretty funny um to be fair it's not actually around or on the baby's lips if you look closely mm. also as far as i'm aware you don't apply fake tan to the nipple which the baby suckles from mm. this suggests it was unlikely to have been ingested obviously better not to feed baby with tan on in case however if it appears this is a one-off not to repeat exposure to the infant's skin with tan um sorry there's no one <laughs> then them <laughs> then i'm sure baby will be fine in fact is fine or i doubt this would be a story presented as it is in light of mother's and said article's tone. So therefore, judgmental, metro, narcissistic, uh, keyboard patrol, <laughs> maybe wind your neck in somewhat. Unless, of course, you're perfect. <laughs> there you go. That was quite a good one. See, now I've got one more that I'm going to have to raise. It's the one that really got my attention now. All I'm going to say is I took a shot at Hartley Parkinson, not as a person just saying that he must feel bad having to report on these sort of crazy things. Yeah. But I think we've actually got the person who, this is where, if I was a journalist, I really would be sat at home drinking 
the whiskey at night if this was the article I'm handed to, to put together. So, Sam Corbishley, I seriously take my hat off to you. You have my utter respect. Now, but we can also learn from this article because if either of us ever had this following health problem, we discussed health stuff, uh, we know this to not do this. So, this is honest to God the headline. Don't treat your piles by shoving frozen potatoes up your bum. <laughs> kidding me. Right, so <clears throat> this, I've got to read this. I've got to. Go so doctors are imploring embarrassed pile sufferers to stay away from bizarre online treatments, including popping pieces of frozen potato up their bum. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, that, that really looks like a good idea. I'm sure piles are painful. But I'm, yeah. Ah. So it says, <laughs> those struggling with hemorrhoids are being urged to swerve spud suppositories and instead stay hydrated, enjoy a fiber-rich diet, and visit a GP if things don't improve. <laughs> okay. Experts warn there is no medical evidence to back up the old wives' tales. Backup. One of which involves inserting frozen French fry sized potato slices into the anus for 30 seconds at a time for three to five days. Okay. I mean, I could understand sitting on something cold, maybe, but actually sticking them up your bum. But for three to five days, surely they're going to (laughs) defrost. I mean, is it permanently up there for three to five days? I mean, it wouldn't stay up anyway, would it? Because you'd need to poo. Uh, I don't think they mean to keep them in there for three to five days. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, it's 30 seconds or a three to five day period. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, things dangling out your bum when you've got hemorrhoids. The last thing I'd want to do is stick French fries up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I've never had hemorrhoids, so what do I know? Um, Nor have I. Advocates claim the slightly acidic spud can relieve pain and itching, while the coldness helps constrict blood vessels in the sensitive area. (laughs) Okay, I can understand the cold bit. One online article reads, here's what you need to do. Peel a raw potato, cut it into thin slices, like you do it for French fries. Who the fuck wrote that? That isn't even (laughs) drastically correct. Put the slices into the freezer and wait until they are frozen. Insert the frozen potato slices in your anus and leave it inside for 30 seconds. Repeat the process for three to five days. The next three to five days, leave the slices inside for 30 seconds more each time. I have a question. uh, While you've got them up there, are you going one, (laughs) two, three, four... Five and so on. <laughs> what you'll actually be doing is going one hot potato, two hot potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> the potatoes have astringent properties and help relieve the pain and itchy sensation, which usually happens with this condition. While the ice cold potato constricts the blood vessels, reduces the swelling, and relieves your pain instantly. Hemorrhoids, also known as piles, are swollen or bulging veins in the anus. It's estimated that around 1 in 20 Brits will experience them at least once in their life. They're similar to varicose veins seen on legs, but are a much more sensitive part of the body. Really? Yeah, I think I could have guessed that one. There are many causes for hemorrhoids, including pregnancy and straining during bowel movement, long spells of sitting down, 
constipation, a low fiber diet, and obesity have also been linked to the painful ailment. So basically, if you have if all those three problems, you're a real mess. I was going to say, well, I sit down all day and I'm not the skinniest girl in the room. So, oh my God, I better start taking laxatives now just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just don't OD on laxatives. No. <laughs> um, so some bright spot decided to contact Diana Gull Goal, yeah, from online doctor and prescription service doctors dash four dash you. And she said, pals can be an irritating condition and sufferers are sometimes too embarrassed to get professional help. Turn to old wife tales instead. There is no medical evidence that putting frozen potatoes inside the anus can help your pals. <laughs> so I urge caution to not think of doing it. Pals often go away on their own after a few days, but there are some tried and trusted ways to keep them at bay. So it's fluid. Fiber-rich diet, regular baths to ease it, pain, itching. And if it doesn't get any better, go to the doctor. And then there's a load of other stuff. Something about trying CBD oil, blah, blah, blah. My God, this is a long article. Guts UK is some charity that deals with issues with your bowels. And what I would like to do is draw anyone who sees this, the picture of Dr. Gall. I'm not exactly sure Dr. Gall's a real person because she looks like the most bizarrely photoshopped image I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) How do we spell her surname? G-A-L-L. G-A-L-L. But she looks like someone's taken a normal body, superimposed a really large head and then stuck like a fake ponytail on the back of it. Oh, a man's coming up with the search, so... It really, she really, if you go on the Metro's page, she's on there and it really just does not look real. Okay. (laughs) It's a very strange picture. I mean, I'm starting to think that maybe I was wrong wanting help from the darling Salty Tadpole listeners, but I'm still going to put faith in them as long as none of them say things like stick a frozen potato on your elbow. <laughs> and if someone says stick a frozen potato up your ass, I know they really are just taking the mickey. But they do say possibly apply cold to elbow issues. So, but no potatoes are going up my jacksy. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. I can't be asked to look for it now. But anyway, so that's where we need to look. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, Right, well, the episode title is going to be some reference to <laughs> don't put your spuds there or whatever. <laughs> um, but we'll work on that later. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, James. I don't think we can go any further than that. <laughs> That's what the person potato said. <laughs> I've got just the gif as well for uh, when uh, when advertising this episode. But um, <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> the listeners will have seen it if they look. They look on our social media, which can be found on all social media at Codswallop Pod. Yes, James, we can't we can't go any better than that, really, can we? I don't think. Well, if we go any further, we'll traumatise ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we ended up with talking about the last story was blood seeping through into somebody's house. <laughs> this week we're talking about inserting potatoes up your bum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What weird stuff do you want to hear next week, Salty Tampa? <laughs> Contact us at Codswallet Pod, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. <laughs> oh dear. So, on that note, James, I think we've been talking enough Codswallet this week. I have been Gemma. I have been James. Yay! <laughs>